Welcome to the Wealth and Wellness Podcast with me, Kaylee Boisvert. I specialize in helping people to achieve their financial goals. I have a love for all things numbers, and I am passionate about financial literacy. My goal is to spark healthy and positive conversations around wealth and investment and create a world where nobody is limited by their financial situation. But wealth is just one piece in the equation of living our best lives. So join me as we explore both wealth and wellness topics. From your net worth to your self-worth, get ready to take confident action. Hello, this is Kaylee, and thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Wealth and Wellness Podcast. Um, Since this episode is going to air shortly after Valentine's Day, I thought it would be great to stick with the love theme and talk about falling in love with your money. So I'm not the relationship expert by any means, but relationship with your money, I could talk about that all day, (laughs) okay? So love, love is wonderful. We love love, right? Love is great. Um, And I find though that people have such mixed emotions when it comes to money. A lot of the times it can be more in the realm of negative emotions that people have about their money. So feeling things like, you know, there's never enough, money's a source of stress, maybe feeling insecure about where you are, where you stand with your finances, Um, having a more of a lack mentality or a scarcity mindset. So there is often, you know, a lot of negative emotions that come out um, that people have and hold about money. Well, if money is actually just energy, which, you know, from a lot of the the personal growth books and personal develop books that I read, they, they remind us about the power of energy and how money, as many other things, money is just energy. So if we're to have negative thoughts and feelings towards money, it's not going to serve you. And it may actually lead to a self-fulfilling prophecy of attracting more of what you don't want. So if we're having this lack, this scarcity mindset, um, we're stressed about money. Well, if that's what's taking up our thoughts when it comes to money, we can end up attracting more of that or stay really in that realm instead of being more in the positive. So no one, you know, the, the negative stuff, that doesn't sound like fun. That's not exciting. So let's shift that energy and move it around being positive instead. So let's have a positive energy around money. And in this positive energy around money, let's take it even one step further and say, why not fall in love with your money even? Okay, hopefully I'm not <laughs> going on too much of a stretch right now. Um, so you might be saying, okay, sure, let's fall in love with our money. Now what? So the first step that you need to take to actually give is to actually give yourself permission to fall in love with your money. So give yourself permission to love your money. That's going to be the key to starting this. That's step one. Um, way too often, and especially, I, you know, I hate to like always say things, gender comments about how it's different for men or women, but I see this more so in women that the thought of loving your money, um, they fear could come off as being seen as selfish, greedy, materialistic. Um, as women, we're really given the message that it's not as 
acceptable to express a desire to want money. Um, how often when you hear a woman specifically, like how often do we even hear women specifically talking about wanting a lot of money, wanting to be a millionaire, um, you know, women negotiating, women asking for raises. Um, it, it doesn't happen as much as it does for men. So when men are talking about money, um, we often see that as, you know, that they're, they're ambitious. And for women, it's, then coming across as more negative. So wanting more money or wanting to have money in abundance for women, that's often seen as, you know, people are almost judgmental of that versus in a man's case, it's usually seen as like, that's fabulous. That's ambitious. He's out there, you know, earning for his family and whatnot. And I know this is not always the case and I'm not trying to make like sweeping generalizations, but it still happens. I know as a woman, I'm not comfortable just going out necessarily and and saying, you know, I love money and just shouting, I love money and, um, and feeling okay with that. And, and again, so it's, it's it's different and for everyone's experience it's probably very different but I just want to stress that I think from a female experience it just it's maybe more so that um, there is some insecurities or some fears about expressing that Um, even if we're looking like for women looking at money in in how they relate to relationships and when women are talking about their ideal partner they're often afraid to even address the money topic because um, they're they're scared of being judged. There's, you know, throwing out words, someone's throwing out words of saying like, you're a gold digger then if you're looking for a man that has money. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to find a man that has, you know, abundance and a good money vibe, especially if you're wanting to bring that to the table as well, that positive money, money energy. But Unfortunately, we feel the need that we have to like skirt around the topic of wanting that too in our partner because you don't want to come off as, you know, I'm just interested in someone's money or I'm a gold digger. And again, it comes to this judgmental factor of what we maybe are thinking that, you know, society might think. And and you see it in in social media and things like that of, of that, that actually happening to women. So I think it's important um, to declare to all the listeners, men and women, it's okay to love money. And it's okay to want to find a partner if you are single and, um, you know, wanting to find a partner that has a similar positive money energy. These are all okay things to want and to desire. Because if we think of money as energy, if we love it, we can only attract more of it into our lives. Okay. So money, and it's okay to love it. Like money, again, if it's just energy, it's just energy. And it's, and, and what money allows us to do is really, you know, the, the power of it and, and basically, you know, the joy and whatnot that comes of money. So money affords us the ability to live our dreams and experience some of our most memorable moments. So there's nothing wrong with loving money. Okay. So nothing wrong with it. Men and women. It's okay to love money. And, and it's a good energy to have. It's positive. It's a positive money vibe. Um, money allows freedom and flexibility. You know, it, it gives you the opportunity to go where you want to go, do what you want to do. And if you look down upon wealth as greedy or materialistic, 
well, then how do you expect to build it and welcome it into your own life and more of it into your own life? So take some time to closely monitor too. Again, if that judginess is coming up for you, um, that's something to just reflect on. So what comes up for you around money and abundance um, when you... Like when you see others, so maybe you see someone driving like a spa- a fancy sports car or someone with a designer bag and you maybe what you have done in the past is you go straight, straight to judgment and, you know, say to yourself, well, why would they spend so much to buy that material item? Um, well, instead, why don't you see this as a visual reminder that abundance is out there and it's available to everyone? So see these as you're just visual clue cues of, you know, money and love, loving money and the energy of money, and it's out there and it's available for us all. So again, it's that it's a great reminder. So see it as a moment to just reflect and be like, huh, this is a good reminder that money is available to me. Abundance is available to me. I can have a loving energy with money. Um, Okay, so that was about giving yourself permission. So you have to first obviously give yourself permission to fall in love. Um, But part of that giving yourself permission, um, part of what might be holding you back to embracing and really, you know, fully diving into that, allowing yourself to to be in this this loving energy with money is holding on to fears and maybe being stuck in money mistakes that you might be carrying with you. So what I've witnessed from many people that I've met with and talked to about money is that money mistakes can actually be debilitating in people's lives and the impact it has on their current relationship with money. I've met with people who have, you know, for instance, just sat on the sidelines with cash and did no investing or put their money to work at all. So really, they're missing out on even outpacing inflation. It's almost that, you know, put your money under your mattress and you're actually losing money for it be from it being eroded away by inflation. Um, but they, they do that because of maybe something that happened to them in the past that they see as like a money mistake. Maybe they had a poor investment and they lost some money. And now from that point on, they're they're completely just, okay, I, I can't do anything um, with money. I, I need to just have it sit in cash and I, I don't want to do, you know, absolutely anything. And, and, you know, there's a lot of options when it comes to investing and there are some low risk options that might be suitable. So you are missing out still on some opportunity from being sort of stuck in that fear from a negative experience. And it doesn't even have to be mistakes that are of people's own doing. So I've seen it even for, you know, people hearing about something that happened to someone they know that has impacted their relationship. Um, For instance, like people avoiding investing altogether because, you know, their parents lost money in a poor investment and they remembered hearing about that. And so it never actually happened to them, but just based on the situation happening to a loved one, then they're completely, okay, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to, you know, take a step back and I, I'm not going to address this. I'm not going to do any sort of investing and, and growing. And again, not working in your favor because obviously inflation is going to start to work away at that purchasing power. So um, just like if you're single and looking to find a partner... Again, I'm not the relationship expert here, but part of giving yourself permission to fall in love is allowing room for the true possibility of love. 
So it's not holding on to past experiences and letting those hold you back because that can also be debilitating. If you had a poor relationship experience, you and your sort of stuck in that experience and holding on to that, you're not going to be as open to putting yourself out there and and the possibilities that, you know, there is love for you and there is your perfect partner out there and you, to be open to that. So you, again, if you're stuck in those past experiences, you could be kind of closing yourself off to that. Um, so not holding on to past experiences, just like in your dating life, relates with your money. Same is true with your money. So don't let where you've been in the past with your money um, keep you from embracing the possibility of loving your money. If it's a past mistake that has you stuck, well, then it's time to forgive yourself and move forward. And also to time to replace the word mistake with lesson because lessons is a much better way of looking at it. And lessons are so powerful. They can be our greatest gifts from the knowledge and the insight we gain from lessons. So let all that money baggage that you might have been letting, you know, hold you back let go of it. Let's let go of the money baggage. So say bye-bye, goodbye, and thank you for the lessons. So be grateful for the lessons that you've learned about money and then move forward and give yourself permission to fall in love with money. Yay. So we're falling in love. Feels good. Um, Now that you've given yourself permission to love money, you might say, okay, what comes next? Well, how do you maintain a loving relationship in your personal life? Think about that. How have you maintained loving relationships? Um, One of the things I'm sure is that you have to, that you have found, I'm sure, in your own loving relationships is you have to give them time and attention. Um, You know, we don't show our love for someone else by completely ignoring them, do we? Like, is that a loving relationship? Just completely ignoring someone and, um, you know, them getting none of our attention, none of our time. No, heck no. Um, We spend time with loved ones. We do nice things. We maintain the loving communication. So there, there's an effort put in. There's attention. There's time given. And the same is true for your money. So again, think of loving relationships. Just use the same with money. Love money. Um, so if you want to show love to your money, you cannot let it go completely ignored. It deserves your time and attention too. And too often people avoid money and money topics altogether. And that's not a positive approach to money. So if we're thinking, let's take a positive approach, let's be in a positive energy around money. Well, avoiding it and not even discussing it or thinking about it that's not a positive approach at all. So you devote hours of your time to making money. We spend hours and hours and hours, I'm assuming in your career, um, in whatever it is you do, if you're an entrepreneur in your business. Um, But how much time, so you spend all that time earning money, you spend lots of time. The majority of our time, I would say, for most people in your working years is spent at your job making money. But how much time do you actually give back to your money? Um, by paying attention to it, by giving it an opportunity to thrive uh, as you would someone you love. So how can we show, how can we give our money time and attention and show it some more love? 
well, some ideas are spend some time getting to know your money. So how do we spend time getting to know our money? Well, understanding how much money you have. So a great tool for that is your net worth statement. And I talk about that a lot on this podcast. So I'm sure there's a past episode where I go into a little bit more detail on how to create your net worth statement. Um, Knowing how much money you spend and how much you earn. So that tracking, kind of having an idea of your budget, that's a great exercise for getting to know your money. Um, Another way of giving money time and attention is communicating about it with your partner. So if you are in a scenario where you're you know, married, common law, you're with a partner, having conversations about money is so important. So you know, you know, where the other person stands, um, that you're on the same page with your goals and things like that. That's so important. So communicating about money, if you're in a situation where there is a partner and and money's obviously then a topic of conversation for you both to communicate about. Um, how else can we give our money time and attention? We can goal plan. We can get really specific on what our dreams or desires are for our money. Um, you can support your money to grow and work for you by investing. And there's a lot of different options when it comes to investing that cater to your unique needs and your comfort level for risk and all that. Um, you can spend time learning more about money. So how can we do that? We can listen to podcasts like this one. You can read articles about money. You can read personal finance books. Um, You can take a course. Basically, um, anything that relates to spending time working on your money is showing it love. So giving it time, giving it attention, that, you know, checks the box for this this recommendation of showing it some love. Um, So Now, what else is essential for a healthy and loving relationship with your money? So we've given ourselves permission to fall in love. We're giving it time and attention. What else needs to happen? Well, you have to still prioritize it and take some action too right? It it also takes action. Um, Again, you cannot just ignore it, but you have to be on top of paying attention and and do things that are going to help it thrive and grow. So how do we help money grow? Well, first, you can't give it all away. (laughs) So you have to keep some of your money for you. And so what am I alluding to? Of course, saving money. So you have to save some. Saving just means more money for you. Um, It shouldn't feel restrictive. It's about actually empowering you and freeing you because when you save money, Again, it's for you. It's not for anyone else. You save money. It's your money. So saving is vital um, to building wealth. And so that's why saving is such an important step in this, that if you want to build wealth, you're going to have to save money. I can tell you one of the biggest differentiators to having a healthy relationship with money and being in a good place, like where I see people that are very comfortable with where they're at in their finances, they do save money. That's a big piece of it. And they have been diligent about saving it for some time. Um, so it's it's things like getting started very early with savings, if possible, if at all possible. But of course, better, you know, now than never. So if it feels like it's too late, no, I'm not saying that at all. Start where you are, start now, that's key. So um, if savings If saving money has been a challenge for you in the past, um, I would ask you to dig deeper into why or what might be causing that. So 
get a little bit you know, start asking yourself questions. If it's been hard, you know, what is hard about it? What do you think has been the major block that's maybe limiting you or prohibiting you from saving as much as you'd like to be saving? Um, maybe that, you know, what you find is you need to spend some more time reviewing your expenses and you can see if there's anything that you can easily eliminate to allow for a little bit more saving. Um, maybe what you find is you need to automate it because you just simply keep forgetting. It just slips your mind and then, you know, a month, a couple months go by and you're like, oh, I haven't put any money towards my retirement savings or towards my tax-free account. Um, completely forgot I need to do that. So if that's the case, maybe it's about automating it to make it easier. So it's not just an extra list of things to do that could be forgotten. Um, and having a disciplined strategy focused on savings rate is also a really good approach that I find a lot of people like. So saying, okay, can you save about 10 to 15% of your income towards your longer term savings? Because if you read personal finance books, a lot of them, you know, target that if you can save about 10 to 15% of your income towards those like financial freedom goals, retirement goals, um, that is ideal. So some people like to see that number and then have that all set up and kind of work backwards. So they make saving the priority and then they construct kind of how everything else is going to unfold after that. Um, what also might help if saving has been a challenge is using making sure you have a rainy day fund to allow for a bit of a buffer. Because sometimes if things happen in life and extra expenses come up, you know, you might not want to be digging into that longer term savings. It might feel, you know, disempowering or it feels like you're taking a few steps backward if you're starting to, you know, go into those savings to use to cover the expenses that come up instead of having a little bit of a cushion, some buffer outside of it where you don't have to tap into some of those longer term savings. Um, so how else can you support your money grow and thrive? So one is obviously through savings. That's one of the very important steps that you can control. And then another way to support your money to grow and thrive is through investing. And investing is one of the best ways to get your money working for you and to have it grow. Um, it's flexible investing. There's so many different investment products and tools out there available. Um, probably too many, but it just means that there's something out there for anyone and whatever you're looking for, there's probably something specifically that is going to work to fill that need. Um, it's accessible to everyone. You can open an account with zero dollars and get started investing. So there's really no excuse as to why you're not or why you might have to wait or put it off. And the power of compounding is really what works once you're investing to help your money grow because your money is building upon itself with compounding and a key to compounding is giving it time. So the sooner you get started on saving an investment and this this step of saving and investing, the better. So always sooner, sooner the better. Um, if you're listening to this, take some action right after you're hearing this to take, you know, to do something, to work towards one of those, um, building that loving relationship. So what do I have for you? Lastly, to fall in love with your money, make sure you're spending time planning and dreaming for the future. So when you think about being in love, a big piece of that that love is about planning your future together with your partner. You get to share your dreams and desires 
and and you get to talk about you know what is that what does that look like what adventures are you guys going to pursue in your future together it could be buying a home it could be about getting married having kids going on certain trips um all sorts of things that it's exciting and that planning is it's fun to do and it feels good um so the same needs to be included in your loving relationship with your money. You have to make goals and you have to really plan out what it is that you want. What is your future with your money look like? You know, so you can you can break that down too. So you can say, okay, what are my short-term goals for my money? My one to three year goals. What are my medium term, the five to 10 year time frame, and 10 years plus? So my longer term goals for my money, what are those? And then getting as specific as you can. Of course, we all know with goal planning and goal setting, the more specific you can get, the better. Um, and really remembering that when it comes to money, it's your money and you get to decide. It's not about, you know, what can I do or what will I be able to achieve with my money? We need to switch that around so it's not happening to you. Again, that's more in that fear mindset, that min- that scarcity mentality. When we're in the positive energy with money, it's about what are your biggest dreams and desires? Because that's what's going to make your relationship with money so much more fun and exciting is really dreaming big and going into those and and planning them out. And and I truly, I am the believer that it is about energy and the more we put it out there of what you want and get specific is going to happen. You're going to reach those goals. Um, so that's it. That's all I have for you today. And I hope you're ready to fall in love with your money after listening to this episode. So you know, maybe Valentine's, <laughs> maybe you're a single person and it was a bit lonely, but now you found some something to love and it's your money. Okay. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening to this episode and I will catch you on the next episode. All right. Bye for now. I hope you found value in this episode. And because I'm such a proponent of taking confident action, I want to pose a question to you, the listener. What is one action that you feel inspired to take after listening to today's episode? If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Thank you so much, and I will catch you next time.